Isn't Shirley Ballas fab? Hasn't she been a fantastic addition to the show? Isn't the vibe different this year? Doesn't she make you, sitting at home, feel like you understand more about why something was good or bad? Don't her bits of advice to the celebs feel relevant to any of us who take to the dance floor? Isn't she so supportive of our celebs as they improve? But is it really never too early for a 10 from Shirley? And welcome to the Keep Dancing podcast. I'm Ellie, your host. Tonight, I'm joined by Lisa. Hello. Anne. Hello. Richard. Hi. And new member of the podcasting collective, John Jacob. Hello. Hi. We are your 100% unofficial, unexpurgated, and slightly edited source of Strictly Come Dancing analysis and opinions. Stri- strictly Come Dancing, that's a whole other show, isn't it? That was, that was Giovanni, wasn't it? <laughs> no, we aren't necessarily neutral, we aren't always polite, but we do try to be nice. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at at keepdancingpod. We'd love to hear your views, theories, expressions of delight and requests for us to get into thorny and probably semi-libelous chat. So week four, we're all coming down after movie week. The standard is up. Apparently we've had the traditional uh, strickening. No, strickening's a poison. Uh, the yeah. traditional increase in strictness of the rules. Uh, what did we reckon to the overall tenor and pitch of the show? Oh. Anne. Um, I think it was better. It is getting better. The standard is getting better. Um, that said, I didn't feel there was a lot of, um, I don't know, direction. There didn't seem to be a kind of, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the word is, but like last week there felt like there was a, a mood, uh, a kind of a kind of coming together. This week it felt very disparate. There were a lot of, lot of, lot of things going on. See, uh, but the dancing's better. For all that we complain about theme weeks, they at least have that tonal cohesion that your bog standard spangle week doesn't yes it does it it does also emphasize as well that maybe movie week is too early i think we need to concentrate on getting the dancing good and then we can get into the themed weeks speaking of too early should we have seen any tens no at this point so let's imagine it's before the show on saturday you've not seen any of the dancers you would definitely not expect to see a 10 in week four no I probably wouldn't expect nines, to be honest. But Richard, the odd nine, yes, um, not loads. Eight, I think eight maximum week four. Nines and ten, you're pushing it a bit. I think. Yeah. 
Well, told you I want to I want to confiscate the nine and ten paddles until Halloween. They don't get them until Halloween. John, you seem to be protesting wildly. <laughs> yeah, this is just audio, isn't it? I yes. realise now. Um, uh, I think you're all being quite mean, basically. I mean, I know I'm new, so technically I should be more polite and more charming. But no, but but actually, Alexandra was really good, and I got really really excited when I saw her, and I gave her a ten. I'm not a dancer. I'm, you know, I don't know what the hell is going on, really. But, you know, I thought that deserved a 10. I think maybe you're all being a bit mean. Well, we'll come back to Alexandra in detail later. Lisa. Well, I think I think sort of speaking more in general, not just about Alexandra and her 10s. The question is, when you get a 10 in week four... What do you do until December? Philosophically, what does a 10 mean? Does a 10 mean you are performing as absolutely well as you possibly could at this stage in the pos- uh, in the competition? Or you're performing to 100% of whatever the rules specify for this dance, John? It just it just means that I've got ridiculously excited. That that's all it means. It doesn't, you know. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm not was... positioning you as the Bruno of this podcast, John. But <laughs> I can just see that you're about to fall off your chair. I, I was just ridiculously taken away by the moment. I was in the moment, and I just thought, wow, that was great. You know, that's my criteria. I'm quite simple, really. It was it was great. I have I think she danced that really 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 superbly but i still don't think she should get a 10 at this stage otherwise there's nowhere to go okay okay okay, okay. so anyway. uh, a couple Sorry. of bits of ad- oh, a couple of bits of admin exciting admin before we head into our sequence of dance critiques we so last week when we were saying goodbye to uh, our friend reverend richard coles lisa mentioned uh, she is part of the team responsible for publishing his lovely books and we've got some to give away if you keep an eye on the social media over the course of the week we'll be telling you how you can win some of lovely reverend richards Coles's very entertaining books about the lives and legends of saints which believer or non-believer are superb let's get into these dances then cha-cha-cha and performing a series of increasingly less subtle carry-on jokes, it's Debbie McGee and her partner Giovanni. Anne, would you like to start on Debbie? Well, I thought movie week was last week. I mean... <laughs> oh, you know, that, what with the that theming... the first thing that came into my brain. Theming, messing about, or are you, are you, are you saying that this is like an adult movie, Anne? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that last week was movie week. And then we start off the next week with another song from a movie. I mean, it's just it's just a bit of a carry on, carry over. From <laughs> it it, it was week. a bit of a carry on. It certainly was. Um, it wasn't her best dance. I mean, she wasn't bad. I did find a lot of her spins a little bit too balletic. She was doing a lot of spotting and her arms were kind of very balletic. 
which you don't really need in the cha-cha-cha. And I just found it was, a, at times, it was a bit fast for her. I, I think we also saw um, the first time that Debbie's ballet training was properly being called out as being unhelpful to her Latin and ballroom practice. With, which I don't think is a bad thing. Yes, and I, I actually really appreciated Shirley for saying that it did look too balletic. It's only so far that that training can get you. I think it does prove that it, it's, it is a help, but having that training is only a help so far, it then becomes a hindrance. Richard? Look, it took a tad too long to get going. Now, Debbie is a decent enough dancer to avoid all that faff. Um do you not think do you not think that she has started having a bit of fun with the sort of meta narrative of the pretend showman's flirtation with Giovanni though? Yeah, but I still think she's a decent enough dancer to avoid all that faffing about to begin with. And I think that's the same with Aston later on. Mm. Um they just don't need all this faffing about if they they're decent enough to do the dance, in my view. Okay. John? I don't understand because I wonder whether I've just watched the wrong programme on catch-up because I, I, there was nothing in Debbie's performance a moment ago. Oh, I didn't like that. And, 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 I, and I wrote it down in my special notebook. Um, I gave her a nine and I put it in nine in brackets because I coloured it in wrong as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry about all the detail. I realise that's not terribly helpful for people who don't know what my notebook looks like. But um, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I just, when I see her on screen, I just think, good for you. Because actually you you are someone who obviously trained hard uh, when you went to college or whatever it was that you did. Uh, and now, um, uh, th th this is going to sound awful, but now at the age that you are, um, you you are demonstrating your obvious talent and, and ability. There we are. That, that's what I think. Sorry. I'll just stand at the side quietly. Well, I mean, John, you have come in on the first week where all of us but Lisa haven't been squealing about Debbie's brilliance. Oh, OK, fine. Right, so, so I'm not really alone. No, okay. no, you're not really sort of going against the sort of the, the crowd there. Almost like... Uh, they have deliberately put a little bit of a break on Debbie's narrative to allow a couple of the others to come through for sort of dramatic reasons. Oh, okay, right. Okay, that I, I, again, really sorry, hadn't dawned on, but I will look more closely next. Okay, have we all said what we want to say about Debbie and Gio? No. No, no. go on, go on, <laughs> get into it. Oops, whoopsie, sorry. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Let me talk about the dance first, and then I'll talk about. I'll follow up on some of the things I said last week. Well, the last few weeks on this, I thought this chatter chart was very, very basic for what we know Debbie can do. There wasn't a massive amount. Um, Anne can back me up on this, but there wasn't a huge amount of actual chatter chart in it. There was a bit of basic, a few New Yorkers. And a massive walk around the ballroom yeah. with a cha-cha step that really I would have expected that to be something that Katia would have choreographed for Ed Balls last year, not Giovanni choreographing for Debbie. She can do more than just walk around the ballroom in a big loop with a cha-cha-cha foot action going on. So I thought it was really basic and quite dull, 
for a cha-cha-cha. Um, is that her fault, though? Uh, or, that, or is that Giovanni's fault? But fault. Do you know how hard they work these couriers now? If Giovanni was doing 12 hours a day popping Amazon things through people's letterboxes, then, yeah. you know, he didn't have time to do more than a, a you know, a basic cant around the pitch. No, incredibly mixed metaphors pitch. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as for, okay, as for Debbie and things I've said before, so I'm just going to do a bit of cross-polluting of reality shows and i'm sorry just go with me on this so i said last week that i was really angry that debbie's story wasn't like bonnie langford's when she was in dancing on ice and they weren't using her dance background and saying i can do this but i need to retrain to do this and i really was looking forward to looking at the journey between and the, the the journey between one fully trained dancer in one discipline going into something else and looking at how dance is different between Latin, between ballroom, between ballet, between tap, which we know uh, Debbie can do as well, and all the different things that that means. And I was really kind of angry with Debbie about that, but maybe slightly rescinding. So uh, most people, if you follow me on social media, anyone who knows me will know that I've been on this journey, (laughs) for want of a better word, over the summer with Slavko on X Factor. I've been with him since the very beginning of that journey to, well, we saw this week he's gone through to judges' houses. Hurrah. Um, obviously, I knew that from weeks ago because we were there in the recording. Um, and you, Ellie, picked up last week and said, is that the BBC telling Debbie's story? And I was like, well, I don't know, maybe. And actually, on reflecting how the X Factor has told Slavko's story, it's not how he slash we would have wanted it to be told. And it wasn't it wasn't how we were trying to tell it. It's how it's been edited and cut together. So I may be, if I am, willing to cut Debbie a bit more slack than I have been because I do wonder whether she might have wanted to show that. You know the, this this thing between the different dance disciplines, and it's the the BBC, the production company, that have said no, you're going to have this story, because I, I've I've seen that happen to my very very dear friend. So my I, assumption has always yeah, been about that's those. my monologue my monologue for today. <laughs> <laughs> Go, John. I, I interrupted. Sorry about that. No, it's um, fine. Uh, my assumption has always been about those inserts. They're just somebody else's story. I, I, I don't think that it's meant to be a true reflection of somebody's story, but somebody else's interpretation of a story. Mm. Uh, I don't necessarily think that's that's fair, um, but I suppose that's that's probably why, uh, you know, in the spirit of transparency, I have to tell you, <laughs> I tend not to pay any attention to those stories because I just think I just want to see the dance. I want to see them do the thing that they had to work really hard at. And so I under, I totally understand why um, if the story that is reflected on screen uh, isn't isn't accurate, actually um, what really matters to me is, you know, can they entertain me? I want them to entertain me. That's all. <laughs> but because we like to get into why the results end up the way they do, uh we like to try and put ourselves in the position of the voting public, which obviously we are. And 
see how all of the factors of the show can affect a contestant's likability and votability. Uh, yes, okay, right. Uh, because yeah. not, not every... Great, great. Like, I think most reality TV viewers are aware that they're watching something that is an entertainment product that will be manipulating the way, the, the way that they feel about things in order to make it a more satisfying viewing experience. And some of that can be why you end up with slightly confusing dance-off combinations sort of seemingly against the run of play, which mm -hmm. I think we will get in, we'll get into that later because there's going to be another bit of sort of unpicking of why. Um, and we got into this last year about how all of the stuff around the show affects basically the result as much as the dancers. I came up with like a 35 item list of things that can decide whether the public will vote for you or not. And like two or three of them are things that the celeb has any control over. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, that is, that's maybe something that I've cut that's kind of dawned on me. Um, after you pointed it out to me early last week, that actually, Debbie has very little control over how she's being portrayed. And I think, you know, having having worked with Slavko on X Factor, I I can see that. I can absolutely see that. Well, Debbie and Gio have got a rumba next week, which I well, I'm I'm expecting Phil. <laughs> I'm expecting to be virtually pornographic. Okay. <laughs> It'll be a rock call. Is that what you're hoping for? So I'm just thinking it's going to be rather erotic. It's going to be rather sensual. It's going to be rather um, not the normal Anton to Beckham, but maybe. Well, no, because you know Giovanni couldn't wait to get his nipples out today. So good grief! Like that's a bad thing. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. God, come on. <laughs> right. Okay. Now we're now we're all nicely warmed up. It's time to move on to something. A little bit more difficult. Dancing the Pasadoble, generally appreciating Kraft Ales, talking to you at length about his vinyl collection and that time he went to see Black Sabbath in 1971. It's Brian Conley and his partner, Amy. So back in the day, um, I picked up on the darkness uh, when they were an unsigned band putting like stupid stuff onto the internet and you know i believe in a thing called love um is a sort of an immortal classic of stupid dumb rock uh and so to see it hammered to death by the strictly band on saturday night primetime tv was mixed feelings mixed uh would anybody like to tell us about their mixed feelings about brian's paso go on then go um, on I think the basic techniques in there, and but he does have some bizarre facial expressions. However, this is where I turn this Craig Rover forward. Yes. Brian is a uh, musical actor. Now, Mum and I sat there and watched it last night, and we just thought, is he 100% serious about this competition? Because if he was serious, he knows how to dance in places. He knows how to, he knows how to tell a story through his face. And at times we're just thinking, nah, he's not serious. Like he's he proved last week that when he puts his mind to it, he can deliver the physical clowning along with the sort of the really touching storytelling. 
I agree, but at times it's as if there's an on switch and off switch, and that on switch needs to be on all the time. Mm. Occasionally, you do get a celeb who is a bit too cool for school on <laughs> Strictly, and you can sort of see them sort of dropping in and out. Lisa? Um, I really, really, really liked this. <laughs> this was. I, what? I know, I know, I know. We don't have our sort of, you know, dance of the week anymore. But the, the, that would have been a contender for me if we had done. I really, really liked it. I thought it was really fun. There was one part I didn't like when when he like spun her on the floor. He just kind of basically chucked her on the floor, and then she did the spin on her own. And he went. That was at the end when he went and leapt back up on his uh, on his amplifier. Um, but I really, I really liked everything about this i'm kind of questioning myself while i'm saying it but it made me smile the whole time i was watching it um i thought the lighting was brilliant on this that red and blue mixed together was really good with the vibe of the music okay yeah the the, maybe the maybe the music was it had been better if it had been the darkness there um (laughs) but taking that aside um i actually thought this looked really good i thought they had some great some great camera shots some great lighting i really liked it sorry no i'm not going to apologize no don't don't apologize appreciation of performance is subjective yeah however what is not subjective is that he counted the band in a significant tempo (laughs) difference to which he did the flamenco section and then at which the band came in and like I have been in bad bands and, you know, sometimes the drummer does have his own idea. But when it's Dave Archer's band's drummer, I think he knows what the tempo is. That might be fair to say. Um, Amy looked fabulous, though. Let me say that. She looked gorgeous. I do like it when the Strictly Wardrobe team do those occasional rock chick looks. The wardrobe team can do rock better than the music team. Is that fair to say? <laughs> Absolutely. Because Brian himself looked every inch the uh, sort of rock star on the comeback trail. The yeah, eyeliner really and the nail polish really suited him. That lovely tootle scarf, the customised jacket. Um, yeah. I, I, I said online to John after the show that <laughs> that that routine should effectively form the basis of a pitch for a half-hour sitcom about Brian Conley as a retired rock star, sort of, you know, navigating everyday 21st century problems. Like, I don't know, I think in the pilot, he goes on Tinder. <laughs> I think that was Bill Nye's story in uh, Love Actually. Yeah, well, you know, we can, we can have it without all of the Love Actually stuff. Okay, You've got enough. that pitch prepared, have you, Andy? Um, I've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got some episode outlines now, and okay. I'm That's like, all they need. "That's all they need." <laughs> and like, I'm sure that Brian wouldn't mind, uh, you know, a vehicle written specifically for him. I think yeah. like, he'd yeah. he'd view that as an extremely good return on investment of a few months in Strictly. That is the opening line in the email. <laughs> that is the, There it is. That's what you need to open with. That'll do. <laughs> okay. Uh, so while I am not uh, plotting a drastic career change, uh, we're doing this podcast about Strictly. Who's yet to comment oh, yeah. on Brian? I remember that. Anne? Oh, uh, um... Uh, Anne's I, given I, up. I, Anne's I, given up and gone and got a cup of tea. <laughs> no, I have to say, 
I I slightly agree with Lisa. I really enjoyed yeah. this. I like the look. It really suited him. Um, I quite enjoyed the kind of odd tempoed um, introduction. It kind of made him look a bit fallible. Kind of like, oh, where he's going? Oh, look, he's doing it. Oh, bugger, it's out of time. Um, <laughs> hang on, hang know, on. Um, Are we putting Brian in that sort of category of, oh, he's damaged, but we can fix him? Yeah. Yeah, but in a nice way. You want to give him a good cuddle. You want to go, oh, you're really trying. You really are. I think they are. are. They are sort of softening him, like bringing his wife and his daughter in. Yeah, Um, I I love that. I love that, BT. That was lovely. Um, I also like the way they use the prop to um, cover the fact that his hands are awful. Uh, With the the, um, mic stand. Yeah. That was very clever. Um, his, from a dancing point of view, um, his knees are a real problem. Um, his, his knees are either knock-kneed or his, his knee, his knees are either too bent, um, to kind of create that form of like being very upright. Um, it, it, that is still a bit of an issue, but he is getting better. Yeah. And that's it. So Brian is now officially in our improvers category. He's not. Absolutely. He's no longer Absolutely. a duffer. He is an improver. Yes. <laughs> I reckon. And now, now I'm starting to see him around at Blackpool. Oh, I would like that to happen. I would love to see him get to Blackpool and do one of the big full production numbers. That would be wonderful. Yeah, I'd love to see that. And I also, I cannot wait to see what they're going to do to him at Halloween. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll, be, he'll be in the Baskin suspenders uh, for. Oh, Are they going to do like a Rocky Horror show? For a Rocky Horror oh, show. Please, yeah. please, strictly, please do that. That will just make me very happy. That sounds weird. Now it sounds like making me happy is going to be seeing Brian Connolly in a corset. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I'll shut up now. <laughs> yes. Let's reverse swiftly out of this cul de sac. <laughs> dancing the salsa it's look i've got nothing molly you've got to give me something i need to write jokes just do something it's molly king and her partner aj i can't remember this one i keep forgetting to put molly in the list this is terrible like like i just find her like like soap in the hands of my memory <laughs> she's vanilla isn't she mm. with a capital v and a capital a and a capital n and the rest of them what about and she's with aj, AJ who is john what AJ about aj well well i'm sorry i'm sorry i have interrupted which is a habit of mine so please if you want to proceed you must proceed i mean aj is well you know he doesn't exactly have bucket loads of charisma yes yes that's it imagine um, if molly was dancing with neil though oh, oh. oh. <laughs> i'm so out of my depths i really am <laughs> really i'm treading water here no, actually it's quite good john because you may be the only counterbalance to the <laughs> so john john i'm gathering from context that you are not as anti-aj as the rest of us well i 
I was and in fact I was anti AJ last year because I just couldn't work him out. I couldn't work him out at all. He was just a bit too polished, a bit too shiny, uh, and I imagined that if I had to have a conversation with him, one of us would have been annoyed, and it almost certainly would have been me, and I would have been sarcastic, and it would have been awful. He would have kept uh, his headphones in the entire time he was talking to you. Yeah, because he's a professional and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so last year, I had a real problem with him because it just, it just seemed unfeasibly um, perfect, really, in a way. And I found that rather annoying, essentially, because I was jealous. Uh, and now this year, he just, he, he looks like he's sort of, he's grown into his role just a bit more. And I don't find him annoying. And when I see him dance... Uh, I just think I'd rather concentrate on him than his partner, frankly. That's so, you know, in defence of AJ, hurrah. You know, he's just just about made it. Excellent. <laughs> I realise it's not about him. It should really be about his partner. But... That's the most passionate defence of AJ you'll hear on this podcast <laughs> all year. Richard. Okay. need to work a little um, on my bitterness. Okay. <laughs> I'm with Anne on this one. I just find Molly so vanilla. I just, over the last four weeks... I've not been able to connect with her. Even on, on It Takes Two, I cannot connect with her. There's just something about her. But going back to the dance, basic technique, yes, that was there. Coming out of the lift, she, that didn't really flow. She needs to practice that a bit, maybe. But her dress, that was great. I'm sure Lisa will have a comment about the dress. Yeah, pretty much the only thing I, I noted on this one was Oh, I really like her ombre blue fringy dress. <laughs> yeah, that was very nice. It, it was yeah. a very good frock week. Uh, the, uh, frock, frock of the week is going to be a challenge this week, I tell you. Oh, oh, yes. Okay, I, I think we've said all we have to say. Dancing the Viennese waltz and successfully keeping his undercarriage well away from the judge's table, it's David Gadami and his partner, Nadia. Right, I think we've just found the problem with David's dance. Nobody can sort of remember it. Like the main thing that I can remember about watching this dance is the uh, the drama and epic struggle of watching a man struggle not to book on the TV. And like yeah. when you're trying to do a sexy number, thinking about vomiting is not <laughs> helping the vibe. Is that was that the impression that you had that he was thinking about vomiting? Is well, that, in his VT, he was constantly talking about I can't train very often because I'm sick. I've got the sickness bands on, you know, oh, like not that not oh I see and he's got he okay I didn't yeah. see that I sped through it I you know I was transparent earlier on I sped through it okay okay so so, so that's the benefit to your approach you were able to just enjoy uh, the dance whereas we were oh, all when, slightly yeah, put no, off no, like looking in, for. In, in fairness, when you say enjoy, that's a bit of a stress. Uh, I I'm not sure that I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought that he was... Um, his his body was moving in the right way, but his face made him look like he was terrified, absolutely terrified, because it just held in one position all the time. Uh, and clearly he can move, and he gets the beat, and that's fantastic. And, and actually, I think that he looked OK in his outfit. I wouldn't normally comment on costumes, uh, but I'm feeling the pressure now. Uh, <laughs> I want to throw something in about costumes. Uh, but do. Do it. So, so I think that he looked OK. And I actually, he's um, inevitably very easy on the eye. I do think that he just generally looks terrified when he dances, which I don't think really helps him. He was <laughs> possibly. <laughs> 
especially this enjoy it more. <laughs> especially this week when the Sac Mal de Mer was just out of shot. Lisa. Let me let me comment on something why I think that this didn't translate very well into picking up the phone and voting. If you if you look at it, and I, I watched this one back several times to make sure that I was seeing what I was seeing, the camera, the the level of the camera is much lower for them than it is for a lot of other people. So when you've got the long shots of them, you're you're not on eye line with them. And that very often translates into public not joining up with you, not not getting on board with you. If you drop your camera too low, there's some disconnect between the viewing public and what's going on on the screen. Um, And also there were a lot of very close shots as well so they were moving but you couldn't see them dancing you just saw waist up yeah i i went back and watched that a lot there was a lot of very low low <clears throat> set camera and that's never a good thing if you're wanting people to vote for you it's yeah it's it, it just makes it eyes. weird it just makes it look weird it takes you out of their eye line and you you lose it sorry uh just need to check I've always interpreted those long shots or those sort of sweeping roundy roundy shots mm. as safety shots. So if I, I don't know whether this is the case, I'm just wondering whether you you think the same that that if the director has anticipated that there are some shots that are just a bit ropey in rehearsals, that they will insert a wide shot or a or a close in shot in order to mark so you know so that your attention is diverted away from the useless. Not that it was useless dancing, but you know what I mean. Do you see what I mean? Well, there was there was certainly a high proportion of that. Nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with a long shot. You just need your camera to be six inches higher up on its tripod than it was for for theirs, because then you lose you lose the eye line, um, and that's that's when you start to lose votes. You see that in other you see that in other shows when people end up in the bottom two in X Factor in. Not that you don't have a bottom two in Eurovision, but it, it you know shows where people are voting. Well, there is a bottom two in Eurovision. Yeah, but yeah. If it's um, the UK, then there yeah. is a bottom two. But you you see that on any show where the public need to vote, if your camera is too low for too long, you you that's when you see votes start to drop off. Yeah, audience connection is all about the eyes. A couple of things. Uh, I'll start with the dancing first. So, um, oh, yes. the dancing show. To, yes. Okay. <laughs> Crikey. Um, so, first of all, there was too much faffing about on the little mini stage at the start. Um, in hold, he's quite good. His his stance is quite good in hold. Out of hold, his hands and his arms are really quite aimless. They're quite um, kind of. They just look like logs, really, especially when he's kind of swishing them forwards and backwards down by his side, which is quite necessary in a a Viennese waltz. Um, And when he did that thing with his hand behind his back, that really looked very awkward. Mm, Um, Yeah. um, And in terms of um, kind of doing the the turns, because obviously in the Viennese Waltz there's a lot of turning, when he's doing his natural turns going forwards, he's fine. As soon as he went backwards, he looked really ropey. And he did that at the end, and it kind of looked really very stilted. Um, And I think it it was a comment I made um, a couple of weeks ago about um, Brian, about his face. And I think it's always like, he's got the same thing now. 
as Brian did a couple of weeks ago. He's so concentrated. He kind of does his kind of moody looks and then uh, a couple of seconds later he's into, oh Christ, I've got to do some dancing mode. And then as soon as he's kind of back on track, he, he does those kind of moody looks to camera. Um, but I'd also say one thing is that um, uh, one thing that rarely happens on Strictly is I didn't know this song. So this is totally out of my uh, and maybe that made another disconnect. I believe it was on one of the so I had to look it up because I am not familiar with the works of Jesse Ware. And it turns mm-hmm. out that this one was on one of the extended Fifty Shades of Grey soundtracks. Um, but mm. I'm unfamiliar with that. That's yeah, that. yeah. Which, um, I've not seen it. It's not really for me. I'm not the target audience. <laughs> I won't fill you in on what happens in it. Okay. I'll I'll leave that as spoken for, for crying out loud. Don't spoil it, will you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, <laughs> um, I thought David had an improved hold both and in and out to be fair he flowed or moved brilliantly across the floor however i want to disagree with john here i thought the facial expression was quite good in terms of storytelling um but I, maybe that's just me it I was don't doing know. it was doing soap acting right <laughs> yes it was more yes. it was more it was more eastenders than pride and prejudice admittedly but it's quite stiff. There yeah, was like, some there was some storytelling there. You've got to agree with that, but that's just my mm-hmm. opinion. Well, my main view on this dance is that it was taking me ages to try and work out what Nadia's frock reminded me of. And then I remembered she was like it was an agent provocateur bag. That sort of grey going into the pink. Anyway, again, <laughs> once more, John, you're not the target audience. <laughs> Uh, right, uh, Nadia. Okay, right. Uh, don't type in Nadia Asian. <laughs> oh, don't, don't do that, John. <laughs> You're no, going to have uh, a hell of a lot of explaining to do when there's Agent Provocateur searches <laughs> on your computer. Uh, I'll come back to you on that one. Um, <laughs> I will say, Nadia's bun, perfect. That hairstyle was like the most slicked bun you could ever get in your life. She looked great. Let's move on. Dancing the jive and probing social attitudes to polyandry, it's Charlotte Hawkins and her partner, Brendan. Boo, Brendan. Like, so fresh from last week, upsetting all of the feminists by calling the legend that is Shirley Ballas, my dear, in a very patronizing way. He goes asking, so he choreographs a wedding themed routine and then asks Charlotte's husband creepily for permission to do the wedding themed routine two days after he's choreographed it. Gross, Brendan, gross. <laughs> well, I think, I think one of the reasons that, that they wanted to do this was because we are not the only people to pick up on the fact that Charlotte hates Brendan. So I think this was a bit of a like oh we we have to do, do you, <laughs> they're getting on ever so well it's a bit like the quentin laura thing <laughs> at eurovision <laughs> you know everybody started pointing out they didn't like each other so then they were like overly friendly to each other and the whole delegation started pointing out that they were the best of friends and went on holiday together i think this is a little bit of that everybody suddenly realized they didn't like each other so now they've gone over the top with 
like no 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 we're actually getting married you know like no it just doesn't it just doesn't work oh it was horrible it was cringy and she was wearing one of louise's old dresses from last year as well (laughs) she was uh so poor charlotte um richard i actually thought she actually looked like she was enjoying herself for the first time (laughs) in the series that is, a low, that is a low bar, though. That, that is a really low bar because she has looked like a hostage for the rest of the series. <laughs> That's true. Wow. wow. Okay. John, are, John are we before? reading into it something that you didn't see? Um, no, I just... I, I, obviously, I just need to be a little bit meaner in my, in my spirit and in my... Company. <laughs> Because actually, I think you're absolutely right. She was a hostage. She was. She was, <laughs> she was absolutely being dragged around the dance floor, and and um, and there were moments where I just sort of looked at her and thought, I feel like I'm at a sixth form end of term party, and and the bloke who really fancies her has dragged her, you know, from the side of the side of the hall said just follow my moves and she does it she doesn't really know why she's doing it um and uh you know it was all right but she did look she looked petrified really so i agree i agree with you that that she she felt like she was hostage oh it's actually the more i think about it the more i don't want to talk about it actually (laughs) all right moving swiftly on uh and and so um yeah dance wise um, so um, I think they must have listened to our podcast last week because we did suggest that she wears a slightly smaller heel, which mm. she did. Mm. So um, I think they probably must, more to they do must with, be listening. It's probably more to do. Well, we know that they're listening, but it's probably yeah. more to do with the fact that she would have fallen over in the full heels. I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, at the beginning, that was just too much showing off by Brendan. With the whole running up you, and sliding down. I'd have been tempted to put my foot at the end of the banister and kick him in the balls. And, <laughs> and this is a very serious accusation. Brendan's not normally one to show off. No, no, he's so <laughs> light and demure. He's like a, a blushing primrose. Um, yes. He's annoying. He, <laughs> yeah, I find he's... him very, very annoying. You he's... are in quite good company with that. Yeah. Um, and I, just, I just think he's really smug all of the time. Yes. Really. Mm. Yeah. That's why Charlotte hates him. Yeah. Obviously. Um, but oh. when it comes to her footwork, she's just incredibly flat footed. She's not really stepping on the ball. She's not really pointing her toe. And she made quite a lot, quite a lot of mistakes. They were never going to be flooding with compliments, no. you know, at the end. I mean, they weren't <clears throat> nasty to her. But they weren't exactly saying she improved. No. Well, anyway, Charlotte will have enjoyed the nice big gin that she'd have had once she took her dancing shoes off on Saturday night. Dancing the cha-cha and unable to decide whether he's coming or going, it's Joe McFadden and his partner Katya. I'd quite like to see Joe and Katya do a routine that doesn't involve them having a door. (laughs) <laughs> three weeks they've had they had a door then they had a window now they've got a door again Can't you, I mean, Katya worked well for Danny and Oti last year but that's, that's like door use Katya loves a big prop well 
Are you being filthy? <laughs> there are other props in the prop warehouse than doors. I would have liked to have seen. They could have. They could have got the medium-sized dragon back and had Joe ride it in. Yeah, or the mini Eiffel Tower, or something. Um, But uh, anyway, I thought it was a good dance. I just don't want to see him with a door anymore. Yeah, I really liked Katya's blue under-eye eyeliner as well. That was a great look. Yeah, agreed. Um, But I am scrabbling around for things to say, Richard. I'm struggling to say anything about this dance. Yes, he's improved the basics, but the routine didn't grab me much. I think um, I think Joe only just missed out on the dance-off. Mm, I think I, you're probably right. I think that's true as well. It just there's A lot of the early dances in the programme, up until about dance 10 and 11, didn't grab me at all, routine-wise. And this was really one of the worst, I must admit. Yeah, it took it, until... It, I think... I think I think this show was a struggle until Aston, basically. And do you know what the problem with this is? Because we've had such a good movie week. We had such high expectations after that. Then suddenly there's no theme and they've got to do routines to certain dances. And yeah. Just make the best of it. Uh, John. Exactly. Uh, I think Joe is utterly adorable. Well, that's and that's why that's probably why he avoided the dance off because of his cheeky yeah. little face. Mm. Yeah, and I think a cheeky little face is absolutely fine and dandy. And I gave him a seven, and I'm proud of that, and I won't change that. Uh, I think that um, he's still a bit stiff, and he he probably wants to feel it a bit more. But he does, you know, he does know where the beat is, uh, which is a start. Mm. I think. Um, so you know, I, I won't. I won't have anybody be down on Joe. I'll have loads of people be down on Charlotte, um, or indeed Molly, um, or some of the others. But no, Joe's great. Great. Yeah, Lisa. Um, on a, a, a giant prop door aside, um, on the the televisual production element, I really loved the colour story they used on this: the green and the purple for the lighting and the um, stage accents and stuff was really nice. And it's a colour scheme that you don't see very often put together. So it really it did make it stand out for me and make me go, oh, that looks really nice on my television. I, it, it slightly distracted me from the dancing because I was I was impressed by the stage. Um, but, yeah, a visually speaking, a visual presentation. Props to the lighting guys for this one. John, were you going to come in there? No, I was just a bit. I actually, I was, I was adding up um, the scores that I had given for the next partnership, and I was worried that I did my maths wrong. That's why I put my hands up in the air. Sorry about that. All right. Okay. Okay. The very beginning of the dance, um, it almost looked like he was sliding, like he was doing dancing on ice rather than stepping. Um, and he was doing these very odd hip movements. He was kind of, it was almost like he was stiff and he was like moving his leg from his hip and not from his knee. It was very, very odd. Um, it, I also wondered if his trousers were a little bit too long because his, his legs just looked very odd. Plus, they were black, which is never a good colour. There was something yeah. a bit Star Trek 
casual wear about Joe's costume this week. That sort of uh, diagonal zip spangly t-shirt thing. It it looks like... It kind of didn't look... It didn't look impressive, did it? It didn't... No, it's what you wear down... It's what what you wear down the pub on Deep Space Nine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I actually think there wasn't that much in the dance. I I felt like he wasn't doing a lot. Um, There was a lot of her shimmering about and him with with his hands on her hips and him kind of in a deep straddle kind of looking around and lots of hands on hips. I didn't feel he did a lot. Yeah, like one of my least favourite things to see in Strictly is squats. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, I know squats are important. You know, you've got to you've you've got to keep strong, but don't do them on the TV. Squats are important. <laughs> <laughs> There's your title. Oh, I've really learned a lot this evening. This <laughs> squats are very important. Um, and what have they got next week, Ellie? Do we know? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Because I I remember. In like week one, this year and last year, and you we sort of expect Chatter Charles in week one. Maybe they should have done their Chatter Charles in week one. Yeah, they probably should have. This felt like a week one dance in week four. Yeah. Well, there was a very good blog post during the week by, um, I believe she's called Strictly Emma. I will link to her. Uh, yes, I will link to her in the show notes. But the main... Sorry, but the the main upshot of it was it was five things that we would change about Strictly. And the one that I most agreed with her about was the bring back the set dancers to allow us to make more direct comparisons. Mm. I mean, maybe it makes for slightly less of a variety show. But when, you know, you've got half of the people on Latin and half of the people on ballroom and all the Latin ones are doing the same dance and all the ballroom ones are doing the same dance, it's a much fairer competition, even if it is a slightly less dynamic show. Mm. It's easier to judge as well, to be fair. And it's only less dynamic if you're uncreative about how you do that. Because one tango can be presented very differently to another um, in order to keep the, the... entertainment factor you wouldn't lose that if you were smart about it it would be slightly harder to maintain the dynamism and glamour of the show though yeah it might be a bit harder but it's not impossible to do no uh so yeah joe has had a jive a tango a viennese waltz and the cha-cha-cha so next week i would expect him to be back in the ballroom yeah maybe doing his quick step or something and i think he's better in ballroom like ballroom is more his strength yeah yeah like it, it just happens. Sometimes people are yeah. more comfortable in one than the other. Absolutely. Okay. Dancing the tango and getting the masks out of storage well ahead of Halloween, it's Ruth Langsford and her partner, Anton. Anton. Anton? Anton Beck. <laughs> oh, well, a nice bit of pop classical going on. I mean, for given value of nice. I did that just to make John make a face. Would you like to weigh in on Anton's NAF music choice? No. Uh, well, no, I, w- I would, but I wouldn't describe it as NAF music because actually it's Carl Jenkins and uh, he is a very successful composer um, and uh, because he is writing for an audience and that's great and I actually really quite like, I really quite like the music. <laughs> 
Um, I just don't like Anton. That's my problem, really. And also, I didn't really like Ruth. Apart from that, it was great. <laughs> Maybe it was the contact with Anton that made that piece of music seem naff. <laughs> yeah, he just, I just, I don't warm to Anton in any way, shape or form. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure he's a nice man. Uh, but I don't like him. I, I wish I could give you a high five. Um, okay. Well, we can do that next time we see each other, I'm sure. We can just store that up like a voucher arrangement. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then sort of stand there for five minutes. Right. This one is from the 15th of October. However, yes. I really like Anton, as we know. I am firmly in the Anton camp. Really? So, yeah. let's, let's just unpack that, Lisa. Sorry, <laughs> not the just to take over. But what is it exactly that I'm missing that you can see? I Help me. On paper, I shouldn't like Anton because I didn't like Bruce Forsyth. I don't like End of the Pier, Careful Their Vicar, P.G. Woodhouse kind of humour that Anton does. Oh, we should I... have called last week's podcast Careful Their Vicar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, on paper, I should not like anything about Anton Dubeck, but there is something that makes me smile when he's on TV. I find him thoroughly charming, and a friend of mine met him and said he was lovely, and that just confirmed to me that he was a nice person. Okay. <laughs> so I can't explain it. It's one of those inexplicable things. But, you know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What I particularly didn't like about this routine was that stupid Jesus-like moment where they were over in the corner with the big, like, white light thing projected behind them. That looked weird. I mean, this wasn't Ruth's best dance, it probably has to be said. Um, but, yeah, that weird... Because they just stood in the corner for, like, too long with this massive white Jesus light behind them. She did did also look terrified, I thought. She she had an air of being dragged around the studio and not really really buying into the process. I mean, you know, she was committed, don't get me wrong, but she wasn't necessarily... um, I don't know what she was doing, but she was being... She was absolutely being led. Yeah, I I would agree with that. This definitely wasn't her best dance. I agree. She did feel like she was just being dragged around the dance floor for 90 seconds and then... It all finished, and we can move on to next week. <laughs> Anne, could you technically explain why we felt so met about that? Um, the thing was, is it was kind of a bit no nonsense, really. Though it was kind of like we had the kind of faffing around with the um, the masks, and then um, Anton swooped. Uh, Ruth into her arms and didn't let go, or maybe Ruth didn't let go of Anton. I'm not quite sure which one it was. And then it just kind of went on and on and on, which I suppose is quite good choreography, because if he had have let go, then she would have looked really awful. Yeah, that, that was that was all the... of her kind of bad, you know, things. That was the weak um, so, moments in her rumba as well. Yes. So don't show any of that. Let's just keep her in hold, do your stuff, finish. Nice one. So in some ways you can say that that's just clever choreography. Others might say it's just a bit boring. 
well he's got a, he's got her through it and she's yeah. she's back wearing another frock next week and uh i don't know what they're doing next week i don't, I don't think he said anyway uh, I, think, I think it i think it was always going to be you know from the very beginning a it's anton and anton's strength is in the ballroom not in yeah. latin we know that this was a That's ballroom fine. tango though yeah but it's still one of those like re- it, it's still a latin flavor isn't it and i think we always knew that like the tango the argentine tango the paso were gonna be the ones that ruth would probably struggle with mm. And she doesn't have the king of the Latin to kind of coach her through it. No. So, no, she's got Anton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Richard, we come to you. Um, I obviously saw something completely different because I thought Tango was Ruth's dance the whole series so far. I thought she'd improved a hell of a lot, to be honest. Well, she and is. She is stuck. improving. It's just uh, not at the same rate as the others. That's true, but I thought it was her best dance to date. And facial expression-wise, there were sparks of power, sparks of passion. But it might just be me seeing that. I don't know. Okay, right. <laughs> I think we're all saying it was you, Richard. That's, that's what we're saying. <laughs> appreciation yeah, appreciation is subjective. Dancing the quick step to the second greatest prog rock achievement by a man called Jeff, it's Aston Marigold and his partner, Jeanette. I thought that it does count as faffing around, but I did enjoy the uh, sort of little domestic squares silhouette uh, production at the start of the dance. Um, It didn't really have anything to do with Mr. Blue Sky or anything, and I don't understand what, you know, upstairs, downstairs neighbours who find joy through ELO and quick-stepping has to do with anything, but I enjoyed it. Also, nice frock Jeanette. Yes, nice front to net. I really was annoyed by that bit in the beginning. Yeah. Because it felt like they'd found a new little technique they could do by filming two things and stacking them on top of each other. Yeah. Like... Uh, University, University challenge. challenge. Yeah, but... Yes, exactly. And it, it made me re- remember the sketch from the young ones when they were, like, taking the mickey out of that and, like, putting their foot <laughs> through the floor and that. It just it seemed... <laughs> It seemed, I love the young ones. Um, I would seemed, love for somebody to do a young ones routine, actually. Oh, oh, <laughs> to the young ones, yeah. Yes. That would be uh, great. Da, 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 um, da. No, I, there were quite a lot of disconnects on this for me. Uh, there was that faffing about bit in the beginning I didn't like at all. I felt it was just so they could show off some new camera technique that somebody had to be honest, plucked out of the archives of camera techniques because it's not like it's, you know, something ultra-modern, is it? Um, I didn't understand why she was in a green dress when the colour story was yellow and blue. Um, that, that to me, didn't make much sense at all. Um, Do you think that maybe there was a little bit of uh, dampening the favourite going on? Yeah, I do. I, and I also felt that it was very jumpy and skippy on the dance front it, it felt a little bit less controlled this there, there were two quick steps tonight and this was by far my least favorite yeah i agree with that definitely it was i i i just had i noted down it was skippy and jumpy so and why was she wearing green those are the only things i've got for that skippy jumpy i liked the green. green i liked the green on her but it didn't have anything to do with the background at all no no 
let's go to you, Richard, before we do, and then John. Okay. Um, like Lisa, like, do not need that faffing about at the beginning. Just like Debbie, Aston is, Aston, sorry, is good enough with his dancing to forget all that. You know, they need to concentrate on the dancing. Um, that's about it, really. But when it comes to yellow and blue, yellow and blue makes green. So maybe that's that. That yellow and blue doesn't make that green, though. Uh, no. no. True. That, that yellow and blue makes the Ukrainian flag. <laughs> True. Oh, True. yeah. I True. wondered why. It does. Oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was you. Or, or actually, it was the checkerboard pattern made me think of Wheatus. We normally have my sister Emily on uh, the podcast, but we have another sister, Jessica, who is a Wheatus mega fan from back in the day. So that yellow and blue checkerboard pattern is very familiar. Uh, <laughs> hi, Jess. John. I um, I don't know what to say. Actually, no, I do know what to say. Uh, that I disagree about the camera technique thing and the and the faffing. I think there was reference to faffing at the beginning of Aston's uh, dance experience, and I quite liked that. I think it is a distraction technique. In so, so in my in my sort of weird sort of bubble, strictly bubble, I see uh, the use of television techniques like that on a level with using a long shot or using a shot that sort of surrounds the act uh, as a way of, sort of distracting attention from. Um, I'm sounding like an expert. I mean, I've never danced. I don't know what is involved, but but I just think that that's that's possibly a way of um, covering up some dodgy moves, or maybe there's a producer who says actually his dance is not not really that good this week, so we'll we'll will deploy these tools and then no one will know. Um, uh, uh, similarly, <laughs> for the second time in this podcast, I realise that I'm commenting on a costume uh, and I'm looking at the picture of her in a green dress and thinking that doesn't work. Um, he's great. He is really good. Uh, he's really tight. He's a really fast mover, really neat. Um, but he got the lowest score from me this season not that he would ever care not that he would ever care he's going to be fine dancing the samba accompanied by a festival of endlessly pirouetting bananas it's simon rimmer and his partner karen who simon rimmer yeah oh i remember him yes <laughs> he had a ridiculous shirt on that's what i remember I Hang was, on, let me look it up. I've absolutely forgotten this. Let honestly, I was like, I can't really remember a lot of the dancing because it was sort of bad. But I was fascinated by the CGI bananas in the background. Like there was, there, there is, there's, you know, there's a content production farm somewhere that does the graphics for the Strictly background. And somebody's job this week was to create a festival of endlessly pirouetting bananas that move in time to Copacabana. <laughs> so if you if you think you've got a weird job, <laughs> if you think you've just in that spec that like the, how they'd written that down on paper, this is what you need to do this week. What? Well, so I mean, it, it's it's it was better than the flower hurricane coming out of AJ and Molly's bums last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yes. So a samba of sorts. 
I want to say something in defence of this. Yeah. It wasn't a disco samba, so that kind of made uh, me happy. Yes, yes, it was a it samba was a samba. It was a samba-appropriate music. I mean, it, it was Copacabana, so using the words appropriate music in any way linked to the song Copacabana is slightly strange, but it was definitely a better choice of music and it was more of a samba samba than a we wish we had disco week come on john you've got your grumpy face on no i haven't no um <laughs> i mean the thing the, the great thing for simon is that he has at least maintained his his quality uh from week just to not his dignity so. <laughs> um i mean costume wise last week was i felt so incredibly sorry for him imagine going into Sunday brunch the following day and everybody going, you were wearing what? I mean, he just looked awful. Uh, so the fact that he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt and clearly not very comfortable and presumably aware that his his um, his daughter and her friends were watching him on television that night, I mean, I just, I just generally feel sorry for him because he is not a natural dancer and he's entering into the spirit of it but you've got a one from me because it was just awful, really stiff, really dull. Oh, Anne. Um, it, it it was dreadful. I mean, he wasn't doing any of the steps correctly. I mean, he was doing like the kind of step changes, but he was just putting his leg back. He was just lunging. And even when he was lunging, he was lunging incorrectly. His weight was all wrong in all of the steps he was pigeon-toed he was out of time and i think because his poor partner had this dreadful person to work with there was a total lack of content as well if i had one thing i had to say about simon the one thing i would say is his hips actually weren't bad they did move they were probably the only bit of his body that was in time that's and moving in a correct way that's apparently that been the thing it. that's had karen in stitches all week though the fact that uh, he can actually isolate his hips yes but no it wasn't good richard i want to be positive but it's not easy um the one positive thing i can say is karen's dress ooze samba to me and that is the only positive thing i can say another televisual distraction technique Yes, easily. <laughs> <laughs> she just needed a banana on her head, though. You know, like how they tried to make Louise wear a fruit bowl. Yeah, like yes. they've got bananas everywhere, except in the obvious place. She had some bananas. She had them. Like it was, it was actually quite a subtle floor, uh, fruity basket headdress. It was not the full pineapple. Yeah, no. If it had been yeah. Jeanette, she would have had the pineapple on her head and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Watermelon, jackfruit. Bunches of grapes over each ear. Will you, he make, you would have got will he, all black, of your five a day. Will he make it to Blackpool? No. 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 Halloween. Okay. Halloween boot. He'll go at Halloween. Yeah. No, I think he might go next week. Okay. Right, dep- yeah, it depends uh, what he's got next week. Oh, no, he'll have ballroom next week, won't he? No, he might go Halloween. He'll go on his next Latin. Um, well, I, no. Whenever a picture of him dancing i just think i never want to see him dance again and, and that's really mean because i'm sure he's a very nice man yeah he's having a nice time uh so he's not had the tango yet the deadly tango uh 
where they would probably make him dance to some sort of quite top gear rock song and yeah. then his yeah. fate would be sealed. That's a car crash waiting to happen, isn't it? <laughs> oh, 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 oof, oof. But yeah, uh, let's stop kicking Simon when he's down. Dancing the Paso Doble and giving me a serious dilemma about whether it's snobbish to do jokes about Coldplay or not, it's Gemma Atkinson and her partner, Aliash. So Gemma is on that constant improvement treadmill. She's come in with some work to do and she's doing it. Um, she's really doing well. I, I absolutely loved this. I love the way that she showed off her really good flexibility with her legs kind of developé up in the air. Um, she made some really nice shapes. And actually, um, her and Aliash mirrored each other really well all the way through. Um, if I had one thing that kind of annoyed me is that she had this tendency, especially in the first half of the dance, to kind of contract her stomach Almost like she was kind of twerking, but twerking her stomach. That probably doesn't make any sense. But that's the only way I could kind of describe it. I don't think um, we've had any needs... ladies twerking in Strictly. No. So far, it's it's no. only been... Um, who was twerking last year? Was it Ed Balls? Oh, I don't know. No. Uh, no, that was just terrible dancing. It was terrible. He <laughs> <laughs> was twerking, but he didn't mean to be twerking. Yeah, we've, no, yeah. we've never had a yeah. proper... We've, we've never had a proper twerk. No, but this, she was. This was a very good dance. Well done, well done to her, and well done to Aliash for some great choreography. Yes, I would really like to see Gemma make it to the latter stages of the competition. I hope she will. Yeah, I think she'd be a right underdog compared to some of the others that we've talked about. Yeah, it's it, it's that you know the improvers category. A proper journey. Oh, nice. Uh, anybody else want to come in on Gemma? Yeah, I, I want to come in with... Uh, I'm talking a lot about staging and stuff tonight. I really, really loved the fabric flames that they had behind them. I thought they were really great. They added... Because in a passer, there is there are elements where you are quite static and, and not moving an awful lot. But those the fabric flames in the blue behind them just kept a subtle amount of movement on the screen, which made the dance just feel more alive, even in the moments where you are slightly more static in a passo. Um, but no, I thought she was brilliant. And from what I could tell, I you didn't see an awful lot of her feet, but she was up on her toes for most of it, as you should be for a passo. So I seem to recall noting that she didn't have her heels on the floor too much, which was good. Anne's uh, going to tell me I'm completely wrong now, but I remember from when I was doing Paso, we were told to like be on our toes a lot. I thought she had good technique, Gemma. She's improving week on week, but it's one of the routines that I didn't find interesting, I'm afraid. Are you a Coldplay fan or not? Yes. That's <laughs> not, that wasn't, a, that wasn't <laughs> a yes or no question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Are you or are you not a fan? Are you, <laughs> or, a fan. are you or have you ever been a Coldplay fan? I have. Yes, I have. Yeah, and I've been to see them and they are a great sort of unifying sort of big arena concert experience. And it's one of those things where, like Strictly, Coldplay aren't, you know, cutting edge cool. 
but there is that sort of unifying sense of enjoyment about it, which makes Coldplay actually quite an appropriate strictly song choice really i would not be averse to more cold play on the playlist obviously after they've done the 1800 songs that have been at eurovision then they can oh, start yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um has anybody done a dance to clocks by cold play no that's too obscure for strictly really yes they it was a number one, it was a number one single yes but it was a number one cool single We've just had Copacabana and Ed Balls did Gangnam Style last year and now you... <laughs> we, okay. I mean, we've had um, a, a, a quite nice Enrique Iglesias as well. Yeah, that's true. All right, maybe maybe the Strictly team are cooler than I think they are. Maybe Dave Arch has got a cool streak. I don't know. After what he did to I Believe in a Thing Called Love. No, exactly. We know that he hasn't. Do you want to... I don't really want to hear them murder that song. They did all right with this one, though. I... Well done, Gemma, and there's much more where that came from. Dancing the jive, she's simply the best. She's our private dancer. She's giving us all steamy windows, and she's proving that maybe we do need another hero. It's Alexandra Burke and her partner, Gorka. I am wasted on physics. (laughs) You you really are, you really are. Um, Having just said that about, been talking about music... I was very, very impressed that the Strictly Band made this not sound like a karaoke track because whenever you hear anyone sing this, it sounds like karaoke and they didn't. So well done, music team. The thing with the the Strictly Band, uh, they're in that performance space where they are really good at cranking out the sort of the R&B classics. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to to go to a Strictly Band Plays the Hits from Blues Brothers thing. Mm. Like they're in that performance space where they can do a bit of a raucous R&B 12-bar standard. Yes. And they can do Tina Turner. Well, I mean, Proud Mary is a raucous 12-bar yes. R&B standard. So. Um, but, yes, so stunning. Is this, for the third year in a row, the winner's jive? Yeah. Mm. Oh, are they I trying can't... to are they trying to make the winners jive a thing no i hope not because i, I think not. that last year ore's winners jive was a bit forced because like i think ore had significantly better dancers like the the um the singing in the rain one was my favorite ore dance yeah but they were all going on about the jive and that's following on from the dance that Jay did that was actually his best dance, his jive, mm-hmm. although my, fav- think, my favourite was his rumba. I think Ore's jive was uh, tighter and more exhilarating to watch than Alexandra's. I agree with that. Uh, because I just remember watching that last year and going, oh my God, I need to see that again and again and again because it was incredibly tight. Um, uh, the, the only thing that sort of, and I don't know whether this is a me thing, uh, but the only thing that bothers me a bit is that I don't want to get to week four and think, oh, that's the winner. I want there to be I want there to be some sort of uh, ambiguity, if you like, some some kind of doubt. I don't I don't want to I don't want to see, for example, I don't want to see Alexandra this sound awful, but I don't want to see her do you know, uh, nines or tens. 
uh, in three consecutive weeks because that would say to me as an audience member, oh, she's the one who's going to win, so there's no point in me engaging in the rest of the series. Do you know what I mean? The the thing about Alexand- uh, anointing Alexandra as the winner in week four is that once again we will be... <clears throat> We'll, we will be dealing with the sort of the 35 item list of things that make people vote for or not vote for people because obviously the final is 100% public vote and I know that we say never read the comments but if you have been monitoring uh, the opinion on the various message boards and Facebook pages about Alexandra there has been a dismissiveness to her very real emotion and her sort of reaction to the things that are happening to her in Strictly. And so on Saturday night, we saw, she was up talking to Claudia and, um, you know, sort of at the peak of her sort of exhilaration and everything, she realised her mum wasn't there. Uh, And, you know, that sort of properly punched her in the gut and that was quite a real moment. But if you were yeah, to... Yeah, it was a real moment for Claudia as well, because clearly when, when Claudia was reacting, she got, you know, she, she was taken over by the moment as well. It wasn't... Yeah, it like, wasn't, uh, there were a lot of people who were cut to just as they were wiping a tear away at absolutely. that point. But if you were to go on, like, the various message boards and things, um, like, you would you would have been hearing a story about a fake display of X-factor manipulative emotion. And are we... Are we oh, dear. Do you think that's the case? Do, so is your... Is your do you do you see it like that? Have I misread it? Have no, it, no, no, I, no, no, no. I see it as very real. But so my my <laughs> general thesis is that it is harder for for women and for women of color in public vote situations to come across in a sort of a neutral way. So you know for. For Alexandra to do anything other than to sort of stand there meekly accepting praise will rile the darker sections of the psyche right. of the voting public. And the, the list of 35 factors that can make the public vote for or against you was something that we sort of brainstormed and came up with after Tamika uh, was... Um, voted out early last year when we were having the whole is strictly racist debate mm-hmm. once more and the answer my answer was always it's it's much more complicated than that but yes because our society does try to teach us not to sort of value the emotions and experiences of women and especially women of color it's more difficult for them to get a fair deal when they're up for public vote. Okay. I'd agree. And I don't know, this was such a, a fabulous dance, sort of full of abandon and full of the spirit of Tina Turner. Like I, I, I would be hoping that Alexandra is going to get a nice little uh, phone message from Tina herself uh, during the week, thanking her. Um, and probably a phone call from whoever's casting the part of Tina in the Tina Turner musical that is being produced and will be hitting the stages in 2018. Well, she can't do that because we just cast her in... in uh, My Fair, My Fair Lady. Lady. So she's already busy, she can't... Well, it almost doesn't matter whether Alexandra wins or not because we've got a busy on the West End for the next five years. She's sorted career-wise for... 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I, I just want to say about this dance, and Anne, you're going to have to help me here, but when I was dancing a thousand years ago and we did jive, I felt watching this that Alexander's legs were quite wide. I know that's they were. completely wrong, but you I know. felt like her, her thighs were very set wide apart, so her flicks and kicks seemed a little bit out of control for me. And I was watching this thinking, if I had done that in an exam when I was being judged, I wouldn't have got high marks for it. I would have been marked down for it. Yet here, it seems to not be a problem. Yeah. Well, it's the thing about... It's the thing where she was playing Tina Turner. Yeah. Yeah, but Uh, she was dancing in a jive... She was being judged on a jive. I know she was being... She was being judged on a jive, but she was being scored on playing Tina Turner, to be honest. This wasn't... This wasn't stars in their eyes. No. This was... Strictly come dancing. And if it was stars in their eyes, then she'd be a shoe-in. It's mm. not. Um, uh, I mean, I, I think I picked up on her kind of kind of mighty legs, because they are blooming they're, good legs. They are, they're um, incredible they're, legs. But they're very, not, I don't want to use the word muscular, but they're very shapely. And yes. when you have very shapely legs, you have to work very hard to make sure that your feet and your legs are pointing in the right direction so mm. they don't look like they're far apart. So mm. what she should have done is when she steps or kicks or points, she needs to go ever so slightly diagonally across. Mm-hmm. And then that will make everything look a tad more straight. She needs to be careful that she doesn't just put her leg straight and then just sickle her foot in because that will just make it look ten times worse. Mm. Um, I also thought... Um, that if she'd have worn different colour shoes, you would have seen her footwork better. Um, yeah. Because that would have, that really would have shown off where her legs were. Maybe maybe her legs weren't that bad, but, you know, the fact that her shoes were kind of her, her colour, uh, you know, the same colour, she would, um, it, it, it looked even more wrong. Um, yeah. But she, she, she should have had I mean, some platinum great. shoes to go with the platinum yes. dress. She so needs she- something to defer- differentiate her, her, her legs from her feet. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't bad, but it wasn't perfect. Right. It certainly that... wasn't a 10. No, I agree. Uh, yes, absolutely. So none of us um, would give her... T- uh, so so John would give 10s? Yeah, because I'm lovely. That's why. <laughs> Lisa, are you lovely? <laughs> no, 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 this no. for me would have been an 8, and that would have been... Uh, I would have given her an 8, but I wouldn't have given her an 8 before. So. Okay, okay. Okay. She'd have had a seven last week because I believe I believe in the three, four, and five paddle. Okay. Okay. You, I'm. You are tough, aren't you? I love that about you, Lisa. <laughs> no messing, Richard. Are no, you? I've lo- been through. I've been through dance competitions, John. I know what it's like. Yeah. Richard, no, I, I really buy that. Richard, are you lovely or not? <laughs> I'm. I'm with Lisa on this one. Eight to maximum because if you get a ten at this early in stage. You can't go any further. She had all that energy, admittedly, but eight was have been the maximum at this early stage in week four. I did at some point this week have a dream where there was a press where I was reading a press release that they had got paddles now up to fifteen for the rest of the series, and it got to sort of about elevens before I realised that that press release wasn't real. 
<laughs> that was in my dream. The, the, just coming back on that, though. Anything like that out. <laughs> yeah. the, the scary thing is, if they did suddenly introduce 15 paddles, they'd be using them at Halloween. True. Like, they would be using them too early because they use all their paddles too early. So it wouldn't make a difference. Then by Blackpool, they'd have to introduce 20s because... And then suddenly, the 10 that they've given Alexandra Burke is the equivalent yeah. of a 5. They have to so, give them, like, a 10 star. Like when they did with the GCSE, oh, you got an A like and then an 8 star. See, I used to think that I was cynical, and now I've joined this podcast and realised that actually I'm utterly, utterly adorable. <laughs> we're, we're, just, we're just a series and a half further down the rabbit hole. We're, right. Like, you're more experienced, that's what you're saying. <laughs> Do you think, though, with the theme weeks, that's caused the scoring to be a bit more erratic? So do the theme weeks later on and the scoring would be more realistic? Yeah. No, no, they have the theme weeks equally interspersed to sort of give the series some plot points. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. The the Halloween is the end of Act 1, Blackpool is the end of Act 2, and the grand finale is, you know, yeah. the grand finale. Yeah. It's like- bursting the bubble aren't you you're just bursting the bubble i mean it's just all magic up until this point no it, john that's not true you've worked in broadcasting it is yeah. still, there is no bubble yeah all right all right lisa it, it's, it's, it's like it's like looking at a sausage being made but still wanting to eat the sausage and also it being made very very slowly really really slowly i reasonably competent people what are you talking about this podcast or strictly no, no, I'm talking about strictly. Obviously not this podcast. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, so that's the lovely Alexandra. Dancing the American smooth in a manner that is potentially too hot for TV, it's Johnny Peacock and his partner, Oti. Oti bringing some of that sort of sexy Viennese waltz choreography again. Johnny doing some excruciating acting in the VT and some less excruciating acting during his routine. I mean, I'm, I continue to really enjoy these two's work. Absolutely. And for me, any dance that starts with OT walking up to a bloke and wrapping her leg around his neck, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I believe there's a cue for that, but, you know, I'm willing to wait quite a while. I mean, OT's legs are ridiculous. Fabulous, but ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, how does yeah. Otty do this? How does she do it? I don't know. It's like magic. And dressed in full is. Jessica Rabbit regalia as well. Oh, Just, well. <laughs> and of course, Johnny. Johnny was there too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Johnny was there as well, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, um, I find Johnny... I find him difficult to watch because... Um, he looks very nervous. I uh, imagine that he's got quite a lot to deal with. Um, and and I, as a viewer, I find myself conflicted uh, because I sort of um, I sort of think that I should be forgiving, understanding, encouraging, and empowering. At the same time, I have this desire to judge him on the same level as everybody else and i don't really know where i where i sit on that particular line um and as a result um i just sort of think he's he's struggling a bit with the acting let's put it like that um yes none of none of the places where johnny is having problems are anything to do with his use of a prosthetic no, I'm not suggesting yeah. that for a moment. 
think there are I think there are some um some issues with sort of his sense of rhythm maybe uh but certainly I put his acting ability uh as the bigger challenge and frankly he's an athlete he's not <laughs> he's not an actor he's not a trained actor he's an athlete so that's perfectly fine but but I do struggle uh, watching him which is exactly the point of strictly and other programs like that uh because because it makes me think I'm not, I'm not sure what is the right reaction to have there we are i don't know i think sort of on team keep dancing pod we're all rooting for him because he's adorable no i think we're rooting for him because he's dancing with ot oh I yeah that's it. <laughs> i don't think that I, I don't think that he's adorable i'm sorry i, really? I realize probably the only person in the world who doesn't think that he's adorable? But I don't think he's adorable. I think he says, looking down his list of people, um, I think maybe David is more adorable, and possibly Joe is more adorable, but not Johnny. There we are. Controversial. Controversial. I mean, like just saying that Johnny isn't adorable is. We might just need to check something with John, though. Yeah. John, do you, do you think Otie is adorable? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! A- a- adorable's um, not the right word, though. It's like, does she um, fill have, you with awe? I have to tell you that I don't really concentrate on OT. <laughs> Richard understands. <laughs> Sorry, did I do that? You're going to have to start concentrating on OT. I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I get that. I do understand that. But <laughs> no, I don't. I I, I recognise that she is very good and amazing and hurrah um but i tend to not focus on the professional dancers apart from aj there we are sit down (laughs) (laughs) oh hang on hang on hang on you can keep that in if you want i mean (laughs) right okay i just laughed so loud i just laughed so loud the garage band uh said oi stop it (laughs) (laughs) okay i think you should move on to someone else who is more experienced we peaked um anne um i i have to say um in a kind of roundabout way i kind of agree with what a lot of what john's just said there about kind of actually his 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 kind of the thing that's dragging him back is not his prosthetic it's his acting Mm. And I think it's quite interesting that going into this process, a lot of a lot of people watching this would have thought, oh, I wonder how he's going to get on with this leg. And yeah. actually, that isn't the issue. No. It's no. his face. He's, it's his face. And that's the thing yeah. he's got no experience on. He's a runner. Yeah. Yes. You he, know, he doesn't have, there are no gold, gold medals for staring into the camera and oh, pulling your face. <laughs> you don't get that. So I, I, I think... He's now got his narrative. He's now got his thing of how can he push through? How can he make himself, you know, his face and his body language come out and show the passion that he's obviously got? Because he's really good. He's really good. I don't think Oti gives you any choice other than to be really good. Um, But I this like. Johnny is very much on the same story trajectory as Greg was last year. Also an athlete, you know, also like clearly with the fitness and stamina and sort of fine explosive muscle control to be really good at dancing. But Greg's story was over 
once he managed to do a couple of routines where he could act. And then mm. he went. Yeah. Mm. So that's mm. Johnny's story. Yes. This is going to sound weird. But if, if Johnny's story ends when he learns how to act, I don't mind if he doesn't learn how to act. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like him to learn how to act. <laughs> really. Yeah, I'd like that to come to an end, really. All right. Uh, have we all been in there? So, Richard? Um, the only thing, I, I agree with the acting with John and Anne, but I was just impressed with the lifts he did, the strength he must have to do that. Well, as, um, as he said on Twitter, so so there was a very entertaining exchange a wee while ago where uh, somebody was sort of concern trolling OT, going like, you're too hard on him. The, the, the lad's disabled. You shouldn't put, give him such difficult choreography. <laughs> and um, Johnny, sort of, Johnny sort of weighs into the, the, the tweet thread going, all right, mate, I train for a living. I'm fine. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Very good. good. Do we know what they've got next week? Mm, they might have said, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I like I wasn't looking at the spreadsheet because I was still struggling with the jokes. I'm only saying that because it might not be a bad idea to bring back the blade in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so he adds, add. He has had a waltz, a jive, a paso, an American smooth. Yeah, he's another one where I would get out the quick step, do the blade, give him yep. the unfair mechanical advantage, propelling yep. Oti around the room. Yep, so would I. Yeah. But that's because we're cynical. <laughs> you, you, you have a spreadsheet of dances. <laughs> oh, John, I haven't shown you the spreadsheet yet, have no. I? Well, I'm just wondering whether I need to have a, uh, maybe I need to, can you share that? So that I can print it up and just have John. Have my John, you don't you don't want to see this. Okay, all right. Well, I I saw the spreadsheet last week when we were in Vienna, and I had to lie down for like a couple of hours. Really? Yeah. There's four tabs on it. There's one of progress. There's a tab of jokes. There's one called dance card where I work through different permutations of what people could be doing next week. And then there's one where well, a tab called basic notes, which is full of stats. And <laughs> contains, uh, yeah, uh, lots of lots of details. Weren't we up to like eight tabs by the end of last year? Yeah, last year it got very tab heavy. I I just want to say I never want to see that spreadsheet. No, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm like I'm not going to share it with anybody because I value all of your friendship. Oh, thanks. Dancing the quick step and bringing the nation to proud, delighted tears. It's Susan Kalman and her partner, Kevin. This is what Strictly's about. Yay. Yes. Yay. Yay. Saturday Yay. Night Yay. TV in homage to Saturday Night TV and also <laughs> the concept of joy. Yes. <laughs> yes. All that with good quick step technique. Yes. So, it wasn't just about the Morecambe and Wise Saturday Night TV comedy routine. It had content, dance moves, ugh, technique. Yes, it was, it was absolutely not a cut down routine. It was a hard no. routine. She did it and it was fun. Yes. Not only did she do it, she did it well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, we love Susan. Oh, yes.
I might I might get my ten paddle out. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Would this be closer for you to getting the ten paddle out than uh, it was for Alexandra? Or is this uh, a heart, no, because, a heart no, ten rather than a head ten? I, yes, it's a heart ten, but it's not a paddle ten. Okay. <laughs> Anne? Um, uh, I, I have to agree. Really, it was it, it it was a proper a proper dance. It was speedy. It was precise. Her footwork was good. And um, uh, unlike some other people over the last few weeks, the use of the props was actually almost integral to the dance yes um and they weren't just kind of cast aside after 10 seconds they were brought back and you know it 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 went with the storyline um if i had a piece of advice for susan um i would say she needs to bend her knees more um i don't know whether that's because she's quite small that it just doesn't look like she's bending her legs or whether she's just you know she's most of the time kind of up on her toes trying to look over things rather than bending down um but if she bent her knees more she would get a lot more leg action and it would look a lot more dynamic i mean she's quite dynamic already but she could be even more dynamic i'm starting to think that susan in the final is not too big an ask kevin i don't think Kevin, the Kevin yeah. always gets to the final. But I think in terms of a story, uh, it would be uh, it would be gripping. That would be the gripping element because yeah. because uh, Susan could be easily um, seen as someone who you would assume would get knocked out very early on. So from my perspective, I'd assume that her and Richard Coles. Richard Coles, Reverend Richard Coles, Reverend Coles. Let's call him that. Um, you can call him Richard, it's fine. <laughs> Richard, okay. Let's call him Richard. Lisa, Lisa calls him Richie Rich. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's say that. That would just, that a little, no, I, I can't do that. Uh, but uh, I assumed that they were on the same level, so I thought that it would be one or either of them who would be knocked out early, uh, and then um, the other one would be knocked out the week after. But actually, the difference between them is that she... she she loves it so much. She clearly loves it so much. Uh, she, she's doing her version of the acting um, and it and it comes off well. And I love the idea that in that sort of weird, strictly story, you would you'd get this, that she would be the underdog, if you like, the, the, and, and that, that she might she might threaten a win. I, I'd love that. I'd love that because that would be the perfect Christmas present. I think that would that would really cheer everybody up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think a lot of it is about Susan's sort of personality type where not being good at something isn't really an option. And you will go, like, if you want it, you will go really heavily into it. To the point where, you know, it could potentially break a lesser person. But, you know, she wants to be good at dancing with Kevin Clifton. And so she is. And she, and she gives off that air of being someone who um, really wanted to do it, got the opportunity to do it, and then started doing it and thought, God, I'm having the time of my life. That's, that's kind of what I get from it. Yes, she is doing the heck out of it. Mm. And she oozes likability. There's one thing I read on social media last night after the show finished. And it's whenever you're down, just watch Susan's quick step. 
yes, there was a lot of that, a lot of, um, you know, two minutes of unbridled positivity. Yeah. yeah. And, and to be fair, it was the best reaction to scores ever. You know, <laughs> get four or five. Susan loved her scores, whatever it was last night. Sevens and eights. Yeah, she got 30. Yeah. Yeah. And she deserved her scores, you know, in the context of the scoring on the night as well. Um, right. That was the last dance. It was a fantastic finisher to the show. So um, I am just going to stand up and shake myself because I have just started to go slightly sleepy. And then we'll come back for the results show. So the results show, we had our first, well, 50% shocking bottom two in David and Charlotte. The result, Charlotte has regained her freedom. She never has to dance with Brendan again. Are we happy yeah. with the result? Do we think it's fair? I think Charlotte's probably very happy with the result. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do we, think, do, we think, do we think that Brendan is coming back next year? I think no. his, his copybook is now so thoroughly blotted that you could use it yeah. for Rorschach tests. <laughs> I mean, I think it will depend on how the viewing figures go for the rest of the season. If the viewing figures remain high and good, then there's no need for Brendan. If they start to dip, they might want to No, but surely show. nobody watches this show for Brendan. Uh, people watch the show for the entertainment value and the pantomime of it all. And, yeah. and yeah. You, you need your panto villain. Um, and we lost, um, what's his face? Jordan. James, James Jordan. 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 We lost him. Then we lost Ola, who was the, you know, panto baddie on the female front. Um, so we're, we're, we're down to one panto baddie. So oh, no, 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 there's two. There's two. There's Anton. Really? He's no, the old Dave, isn't he? No, he is for yeah. me. <laughs> Anton go before Brendan. But he's not the he's not don't, the baddie. Don't point, don't point. Of, he's just rude. <laughs> he's not the baddie in terms of being nasty to the judges. No, no. Uh, you know that's what I mean by baddie. Not whether you like him or not. He's not the 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 nasty character that you you know. He's kind of the one you love to hate or you hate to love. Once again, you are holding a far more sophisticated view than I am. <laughs> so, hurrah for you. <laughs> So yes, no, I don't think I don't, I don't think he's staying. I think this will be Brendan's last year. Good. Yeah, Bye, I I enjoyed Shirley's face during the judges' voting. <laughs> I think this is Brendan's last year, and I think this is Darcy's second to last year. Oh really? Mhm. Uh, who are you gonna? Who are you swapping in for Darcy? Uh, Karen. Karen Hardy. Yeah, Karen yeah. Hardy. I don't want Darcy to go. I love Darcy. I know she's not really into it this year, but there's, or, no, there's no need for Darcy anymore. Um, Darcy used to serve the 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 role of token woman on panel, the Smurfette, as uh, I believe yes, that trope exactly. is called. And Darcy, are you just, are you just feeling a bit tired now, Lisa? Is that is that why you're being really negative? Huh? <laughs> are you just feeling a bit tired? Is that why you're feeling a bit negative? No, no, no. Lisa's been wanting rid of Darcy a while. Oh, well. well, pretty much since week one, since Shirley stepped oh. in and went, I've got this covered. You, 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 
you're fine. Go away. This has been fun. This has been a really fun evening. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for filling the role for a few years. It's been really good. <laughs> yes. So goodness knows what we're looking forward to next week. Uh, Susan says she's dancing to Little Mix. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> So goodness knows what's going to happen. Um, is it, is it shout out for my to my ex. I do hope so. That would be awesome. I was hoping it was going to be salute. Oh, that would work too. Well, anything by Little Mix. I'm a huge Little Mix fan. Yes. Frock of the week. Right. Oh. Right. Okay. Oh. Everybody, one frock of the week, and then Lisa awards the award. Richard. Oh. Karen Clifton. Yeah. Yeah. Not the full pineapple, but plenty of bananas. John. Exactly. Oh, well, for, um, uh, Susan. Yeah, it's a Susan, good... I didn't know I had to do this. Susan's um, what we like I, to I, surprise you. I, I, I'm looking at her frock and that's okay. You are allowed to pick a chap, John, if that's of any help. Well, then AJ, obviously. No, no, no. It's <laughs> what he was wearing. The costume. No, AJ, that's what I'm saying. Okay, fine. <laughs> Anne... Uh, there's only one. There's only one frock, and that's uh, OT. Oh, um, I'm going to uh, sort of make it fair, and I'm going to say Alexandra's vision in platinum. Lisa, tell us what's what. Okay, I had three on my list. One of which was Gemma's, um, partly because I loved the combination with Ali Ash's pink waistcoat, that bright pink. I thought that was gorgeous. Uh, the other one on my list was. Um, I haven't got my actual list in front of me, so I'm trying to do it from memory. Um, Amy's rock chick thing with Brian. That was very cool. Um, I think as, as a couple, they looked very good. Yeah, they really yeah. did. Um, but yes, also on my list is one that has been mentioned. So address of the week this week is Oti Mabuse. Not, not AJ, I'm afraid. Oh, it's, it's really disappointing. Sorry, John. <laughs> I just... I. I'm a bit disappointed in you, John. Are you? Are you judging me? <laughs> Go ahead. Carry on. <laughs> okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for another lovely episode of the Keep Dancing podcast. And watch out for our Reverend Richard Cole's book giveaway on social media during the week. So that's good night from Richard. Night. Good night from Anne. Good night. Good night from Lisa. Good night. And good night from John. Will you be back? We won't mock you for liking AJ. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, it would be very nice, thank you, and I will continue to support AJ. Uh, so, good night from me, Ellie, and keep dancing. Mm-hmm.